So what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I'm in the studio with my brother, Rosie. Rosie, what's up? Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Today is, what, uh, the 29th of November, as we record this. Yeah. And uh, we just had Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And my highlight was that the Redskins absolutely yes. annihilated the Dallas Cowboys. You mean the Washington football team? No, they're the Redskins Amen. to me. Amen. <laughs> yeah. They will always be the Redskins to me. Uh, and, you know, I was thinking about I was raking leaves today, and um, I was thinking about just the, the the game i it you get i get in such a high it was such a trap it was like 40 they scored 40 points i was like talking to my brother-in-law i was like when's the last time you saw the redskins score 40 points like it's been forever but uh anyways i i was thinking about it. i was like you know the difference between redskins fans and dallas fans hmm. is that every year because both teams have been in a lull most people don't realize that dallas has been in a lull for like 20 years yeah. and the redskins have been in the playoffs like once in the last 20 years yeah, maybe twice, but uh, what was what's funny about the difference between Redskins and Dallas fans mm -hmm. is that Redskins fans know it, and yeah. so every year when they come out, we're hopeful, but we're really skeptical. Yeah, we're like cautiously optimistic. Dallas fans, they're, they're winning the win. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they're like even now as crappy as they are as a team, they're like we still got it. There's yeah, there's Dallas fans that are like we're gonna go to the Super Bowl. We can go to the Super Bowl. Like mathematically, uh, it's still the numbers. <laughs> but it, it, what's worse is that the 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 sports commentators love Dallas. Yeah, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Like they they're like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be the even best. the local the local guys here. I know it's so frustrating, and they're not that great of a team. No, they're just not. They're not a great team, dude. I saw some really funny memes over the thing uh, over the Redskins. Yeah, the Redskins actually tweeted. So after the game, we were officially. So we're the in only team. Yeah, we're first place, and they they tweeted, uh, "Stop the count." <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> Did that. You see that. They deleted yeah. it. They deleted that. Yeah, I saw it. that was yeah. great. Yeah, and I saw this other clip someone tweeted. Whereas, uh, remember we got like an interception. Remember we got the interception, and then yeah. uh, the it was a block pass, and he yeah. ran it back in. Yeah, and uh, at the bottom of the screen. It said like Dallas touchdown, and it went up. Uh, it went up to their score of like twenty two. Oh, it was a before mistake. They, yeah, it was yeah. a mistake. And they're like, looks like Biden is uh, <laughs> working the scoreboard. <laughs> that's great, man. Yeah, yeah, that's so true, man. I mean, seriously, though. Uh, and you know, I just their stadium's amazing. Like, no lie about that. Like, I love the stadium that you know that Dallas has down yeah, there. It's yeah, really yeah. cool. But um, yeah, anyway, it's because they have a good owner who like actually cares about the team <laughs> and like he the is. fans and like yeah. Anyways, and they have all of like South Texas, which is Mexico, that, <laughs> <laughs> that loves Dallas. Yeah. So, dude, you got your mic fixed there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because everybody hears you moving it around. Yeah, keeping That's, it real. Keeping it real. It's been two weeks. Mm -hmm. It's we, been. Four weeks since I've been here because I was not yeah, here for the last one. That's right. You weren't here with the Kahi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, if you're gonna if you're hearing this and it's November still, uh, or if it's early December, you got to the fifteenth of December to get your Kahi coffee mm -hmm. order in, and then that's it. They're cutting off. So, and if you uh, want to sponsor the podcast and help us out at the last minute, there, go ahead and order some coffee. I know uh, one of our listeners, Seth. He mm -hmm. shouted us out on Instagram and Kahi, mm -hmm. and he said, hey, I got my order in. So shout out to Seth. We love Seth. He's I a, love Seth. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, and then I'm going to order some more coffee, too, eventually here. I'm going to 
get some uh, before the 15th. But yeah. but after that, that's it. You got to wait until uh, either they come back online in 2022 or uh, we get another sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> we get Which, picked up by another. We'll probably, <laughs> you probably have to wait till 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we love Kahi and we want to continue to help them have a partnership with them uh and we wish them all the best and um you should go listen to that podcast episode of them with the interview uh to hear a little bit more about what's going on with them uh so what do you know man oh hey did you know that the rock knew about the death of osama bin laden because before literally anybody else did the rock like yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah uh, how <laughs> okay so cia we have no idea so here, this is really funny. So on, uh, uh, let's see, 10.24 p.m. on May 1st, Donald Rumsfeld's chief of staff and Navy Reserve Intel officer Keith Urban, not the singer, <laughs> it says, uh, tweeted from his BlackBerry, quote, I'm, so I'm told by a reputable, reputable person they have killed Osama bin Laden. Hot damn. And it says he is credited with breaking the news, quote, long before the networks or any other news source reported it. Wow. And, uh, and he clarified in the interview, quote, I'm not going to reveal the source, but I do feel it is important to make clear that it was not Mr. Rumsfeld or anyone who has access to classified information. Well, how would... Wait, so that's, not, so that's Keith Urban, not the singer, but Donald Rumsfeld's chief of staff, right? Okay. At exactly 10.24 p.m. <laughs> on May 1st... <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, better known as The Rock, tweeted, um, "Just got the word. Just got word that will shock the world. Land of the free, home of the brave. Damn proud to be an American." In all caps. Oh, so he tweeted, but literally. So they're they're saying he knew. Yeah, you know why? Why I know why? Why? Because Obama had a crush on The Rock. And he tweeted him. He was so excited. He tweeted him behind Michael Obama's back. Yeah. And he was like, hey, Rock, we killed him. Osama, <laughs> look at how much of a man I am. <laughs> He's trying to upgrade from Michael. <laughs> from Michael. From Big Mike. <laughs> from Big Mike. Big Mike. I need She's like, Barry, get in here. Barry. <laughs> Barry, did you eat your school lunch? Get in here. <laughs> did you eat your gruel? Anyways, so it was just funny. So it's just saying these things. Uh, so two questions. One, did Keith Urban and The Rock have the same source? Perhaps they were CC'd on the same email or text message or Obama. And There you go. Two, See? how the hell is The Rock receiving secret government news way before anyone else? <laughs> And he does work for the CIA. Yeah. He was in that's the movie the, with Kevin Hart. That's the only that's the only answer. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously. Was that so is that a good did you know? That was a great thing. Since did I was you know? go, gone, I'll give you a second one. This is kind of sad. Right, this yeah. is the one that was kind of funny. I thought it was funny, kind of ironic, one of those weird stories. Um, but did you know that a man that while attending a party for New Orleans lifeguards who were celebrating their first drowning-free swimmer su swimming season in memory, a man drowned at the party. <laughs> Why am I laughing? That's horrible. 
he's like, hey, he's so excited. He goes, I'm going to go out deeper and deeper. No, this <laughs> was it at a pool? Yeah. He drowned in a pool with a bunch of lifeguards. So listen to this. Jerome Moody, 31, was found at the bottom of the deep end of the New Orleans Recreation Department pool at the end of a party Tuesday. Some guy said Moody was not a lifeguard and was at the party as a guest. He had not been swimming and he was fully dressed. <laughs> Four lifeguards were on duty at the party and more than half of the 200 people there were certified lifeguards. The body was found as the pool was being cleared at the close of the party. They pulled him out. Wow. So at a party he stayed with, at the over, with over 100 lifeguards, <laughs> the party celebrating the fact that they had not had anyone drown at any of their pools. Someone drowned at the party. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that's the worst. Like, can you imagine the the over under on that? Like, dude, what are the odds you're gonna die at a pool party with a hundred lifeguards <laughs> celebrating? <laughs> you're gonna drown. <laughs> They're so good that no one has died on their watch for three months. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that there's a lot of pools that could um, celebrate not having a drowning. You would hope so. I hope so. Yeah. You know, either that or there's the biggest conspiracy of all that pools are the most dangerous thing around. Probably. <laughs> oh, those are good. That was good yeah. to get us back into the swing of things, man. Yeah. So this dude died. That was funny. That's all I'm laughing about that. <laughs> We're laughing about a guy. <laughs> it's absurd. It's uh, funny. It is absurd. I'm sorry. And it happened in 85. So whatever. That's right. 85. Yeah. I don't want to say get over it. I'm not going to say Because <laughs> joking, even if I said that as a joke, that's, I don't mean that. Right. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. We have a serious topic anyways. So that whenever we have a serious topic, you and I always get nervous and laugh a lot yeah. uh, leading up to it. But um, we're going to jump into the great reset right after this. So grab a coffee, sit back and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. <laughs> That's just our daily reminder that the COVID is still around. <laughs> oh, I thought you put that into the... <laughs> no, no. That's my little sound bite. That's funny. Hey, man, I'm COVID free for three months now, or what, eight months. When did it start? When did the out pandemic outbreak? February? Like last year. Yeah. Almost a, almost a year. No, ago. I think it happened. I remember reading newspaper articles and- like November about it being in China, it, yeah, yeah, like December. There you go. And we all laughed at him because no one believes what Chinese media. Right, right, yeah, right. But then, yeah, at the beginning of the year, who would have thought? Yeah. So here we are, COVID free, and you know why? Smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm hitting all the buttons today. <laughs> good. <laughs> we haven't had a good button. Show. Hey, we should probably make a little announcement. Um, Rachel is going to be with us, so if you're wondering where Rachel is, mm -hmm. um, her husband called. And she needed a he needed a sandwich. So we so were good men sold her. We said, "Go get you gotta your go, husband a you sandwich." Go get Andrew a sandwich. That's yeah. right. Take care of your man. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to bail." So <laughs> <laughs> no, Rachel and Andrew were gonna. Rachel was gonna be here in studio for the first time ever mm -hmm. for a recording. Normally, she's at her home in Florida, 
when she we we Skype her in or whatever, and uh, she was traveling. She was in town, and I was traveling. Mm-hmm. I was out of town. We happen to knew, know that today we would both be in town together at the same time, and we were like, hey, let's come and do the podcast. And she was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. But then uh, some things got in the way. Yeah. So unfortunately, she wasn't able to get over here to the studio to mm-hmm. record with us. But I know she's listening right now, and hopefully Andrew's laughing. Yeah. Because he's like, get my sandwich, woman. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, you still didn't get me that one. <laughs> yeah, where's my sandwich? <laughs> I can do that because I did their wedding. Yeah. Since I over, I was the officiant for their wedding. Is that how it works? You can that's make I can, those jokes? Okay. Yeah, I can make those Fair. jokes. Yeah. Can't make those jokes with my wife. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'd be sleeping on the couch if that happened. Yeah. I don't have a wife. She'd be like, make your own sandwich. That's right. You don't have to worry. Yeah. That's what actually Paul said. Yeah. I mean, he said that. Like a married man has things he has to worry about. For the marriage, his you know, wife you and know, the You know what I can do right now? What? Grow out this huge homeless beard. <laughs> what do you? What is wrong with my beard? No, I'm just saying this is homeless. This yeah. is a homeless beard. Yeah, but if you get the right woman, you'll be. She'll be like my wife, and she'll be like, "Don't shave the beard. I like yeah. the beard." Yeah, my wife loves the beard. I'm not shaved. I was gonna say no shave 2020. I'm not shaved. I know it's amazing. So, it looks so great. Thanks. It's so. Full. Thank you for telling. Yeah, everyone should. Tell my mom who keeps <laughs> complaining about how it looks homeless. It's just like the beard takes time to grow. It takes time to grow on people. Yeah. Once they get used to it, then they can't see you without it. And if you ever shave it or mm-hmm. shorten it in any way, they get freaked out. Yeah. Like we had a discussion at Thanksgiving with my, my kids. I've only not had facial hair since I've had kids. And my oldest is 21 in like once. Like yeah. one time I shaved it off and it was right before we were going to go see a Nats game mm. and it was an accident. What happened was I was trimming and I slipped, my arm slipped and I literally took a chunk out of the side of my beard. Yeah. So, so then go, I, it's, it's done. You had, yeah. And so instead of trying to fix it, cause it was down pretty deep, it was down like to the, to the yeah. skin level. Uh, I just had to shave it all and start over. I came out of the bathroom to leave and everybody freaked out. Yeah. They're like dad. And so at the, at Thanksgiving, we were talking about it, and uh, and they they were like, "You can't ever shave it again, ever." Yeah. So, anyways, because they just like it, they get yeah. used to it. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. So we got a interesting podcast. I got a couple messages about this, and I've noticed that this is a topic that's kind of kind of trending right now. You know, um, it, and it's mainly because there's been some high level um, news that's come out. You know, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, some different world leaders have been saying some things. I'm thinking of Trudeau. I'm thinking, um, uh, you know, the UN and things like that. But um, the topic is the Great Reset. And I wanted to read something real quick out of Revelation chapter 13. And this is going to tie in with this whole topic of the Great Reset because I truly believe that this Great Reset is exactly uh, working hand in hand with prophecy of Scripture. For the end times. Yeah. And so in Revelation 13, I'm just going to read a couple verses here. Uh, it, it 13 talks about the, it, it's a, uh, it talks about the beast coming out of the sea. It talks about a specific beast. It starts off by saying, John, has, the revelator says, Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, and it had seven heads and ten horns, with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were the names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. 
And the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. You want me to keep reading a little bit? Yeah. Okay. It says, I saw on, that one of the heads of the, of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshiped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they also worshiped the beast. Who is greater or, or who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed, who is able to fight against him? By the way, that beast with the fatal head wound is the Antichrist. And it says, Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God. He was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. Let me read that again. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. Whew. Yeah. That's going to play into our rapture episode that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, let's move on. And it says, And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and the language and nation. And all of the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. They are the ones whose names are not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Okay, then I'm going to scroll down a little bit here. It says in verse 16, He required everyone small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. I wanted to open up with that, <laughs> that really edifying scripture yeah. there about uh, God's holy people being conquered, beasts coming out of the sea, the bear, the leopard, the lion, yeah. uh, the dragon. Uh, it's crazy. And we, we find out that a second beast comes up out of it as well and gives life to the statue that speaks. It's going to be the statues of the Antichrist, the, the first beast. And so, um, but all of that plays into what at the end there where it talks about this mark being able to sell or to buy uh, without having this mark. Yeah. And this is where the Great Reset comes into play. Because right now there's fierce independence, especially in America, uh, where um, nations are sovereign, mm -hmm. where even though you have a billion people in India, a billion, you know, several billion people in China, uh, you have large nations, they're still working their own financial system, their own currencies. Well, for the most part, outside of the EU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there's a strong foothold on a movement towards a one world government system. Yeah, yeah. And that's the new world order, which yeah. is what scripture talks about. And so um, the great reset that we're going to talk about plays into this prophetic vision yeah, that was given Yeah, not so much about the mark, but about the idea of not being able to buy and sell. Right, right. Yeah. I just thought the other stuff was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I just, I just don't want people to start. Yeah, it, yes. And it also is a pre. A lot of that is so you, you know, just 
prophetically there's mm-hmm. a it's a precursor what leads up to that is a lot of yeah a lot of crazy stuff's going to happen you're going to have some power uh some power uh amalgamation yeah. between nations and you're going to have a single individual going to rise up you're going to have some war being waged against holy people that probably are going to be the ones that resist you know everything mm-hmm. and then you're going to you're going to have um the miracles of fire and all this crazy yeah. stuff that he can do deception and then finally it's just going to culminate into this one world system yeah of finance and and a lot of other things as well which we're going to talk about yeah and so that's important if you don't have a biblical worldview and you look at this thing like the great reset even with a biblical worldview it's a little bit depressing mm-hmm. but imagine it without it the deception that you're going to fall under you're going to think that this is going to be the greatest thing that's ever going to happen to mankind yeah it's going to be so good it's going to be so beautiful it's going to be so amazing it's going to answer problems it's going to it's going to uh fix the issues of our environment and our medical and our financial and even our spiritual problems right they're going to be found and answered in this great reset and it's going to go deep it's going to go from everything from cities the way that they're designed smart cities to ai uh technology biology <laughs> yeah it's gonna go into every area of life yeah so yeah, yeah. i was gonna say this would be perfect let me i want to read that letter yeah yeah because it perfectly encapsulates everything as a good starting off place perfect let's roll okay. it. yeah so this letter um <laughs> it's a uh, i'll show you this no one else can see it the Canadian report looks like the Drudge report. Oh, wow. Did you see at the top? It looks yeah. exactly like the Drudge yeah, report. Yeah, yeah, it was just funny. Is hey, it as liberal as the Drudge report? I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is probably actually conservative. But anyway, so they posted this article um, October 14th. I don't know anything about this site. I just came across this. This is reportedly supposed to be an email that was sent to the editor of this website from um someone from the liberal party of canada okay so it's a an insider that was leaking this information to this website and this outlines the plans or whatever so take it for what it's worth but it outlines this is the kind of stuff that it'll make sense okay okay so i'm just saying if the stuff doesn't come out or if it turns out to be whatever don't yell at me because i'm just giving a good disclaimer i'm telling everyone not to be mad at me okay we okay. hold you we hold you not responsible for someone else's okay. email okay good so it says saturday october 10 2020 to removed so it says dear removed i want to provide you some very important information i'm a committee member within the liberal party of canada i sit with several committee groups but the information i am providing is originating originating from the strategic planning committee which is start steered by the pmo whatever prime minister's office i need to start off by saying that i am not happy doing this but i have to as a canadian and more importantly as a parent who wants a better future not only for my children but for other children as well the other reason i'm doing this because roughly 30 percent of the committee members are not pleased with the direction this will take canada but our opinions have been ignored and they plan on moving forward toward their goals. They have made it very clear that nothing will stop the planned outcomes. 
So again, I think this is also poignant to print it. Particularly, why do we care about Canada? We crap on Canada, the 51st state anyways. Right. Um, but because Trudeau has come out and said stuff about like particular Trudeau. So this is, you know, he's talked about the great reset. Just last week. Just yeah. last week. Yeah. So that's, you know, take it for work. Th this is actually supposed to come out of a thing that is talking about uh, someone who's leader. This is like if Trump came out and said something and then we get an article. I'm just reiterating. Yeah, I hear that. It. Trudeau has talked about this stuff. Well, we know he's a he's a shill for the globalist agenda yeah. anyway. So Yeah, okay. So back to this. The roadmap and aim was set out by the PMO and is as follows. So this is this is a roadmap. Phase in secondary lockdown restrictions on a rolling basis, starting with major metropolitan areas first and expanding outward. Expected by November 2020. Rush the acquisition of or construction of isolation facilities across every province and territory. Expect, expected by December 2020. Daily new cases of COVID-19 will surge beyond capacity of testing, including increases in COVID-related deaths following the same growth curves. Expected by the end of November 2020. Complete and total secondary lockdown, much stricter than the first, and rolling second phase restrictions. Expected by the end of December 2020, early 2021, January 2021. Reform and expansion of the unemployment program to be transitioned into the universal basic income program. Wow. Expected by Q1 2021. Projected COVID-19 mutation and or co-infection with a secondary virus referred to as COVID-2021 leading a third wave with much higher mortality rate and higher rate of infection expected wow. by February 2021. So in three months. 2020. Uh, Two months. Oh my gosh. We're in almost in December. <laughs> I totally forgot that we're in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, no, that's a year from now. <laughs> um, daily new cases of COVID-21 hospitalizations and COVID-19 and COVID-21 related deaths will exceed medical care facilities capacity expected q1 to q2 2021 enhanced <sighs> lockdown restrictions known as the third lockdown will be implemented full travel restrictions will be imposed including inner province and inner city expected q2 2021 transitioning of individuals into the ba universal basic income program expected mid quarter to 2021 projected supply chain breakdowns inventory shortages large economic instability Expected late Q2, 2021. Deployment of military personnel into major metropolitan areas, mm -hmm. as well as all major roadways to establish travel checkpoints. Restrict travel and movement. Provide logistical support to the area. Expected by Q3, 2021. Wow. So there's just a little bit more of this letter. So just clamping down. Yeah. But there's some inner... Yeah. But this mute so you know here's the, the, what that here's what i okay. yeah 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 covid 19 yeah then covid 20 21 or 21 covid 21 in in the year 2021 yeah they're not even being sneaky about it it's literally and i wonder and you know i'm not i'm not a conspiracy theorist right <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i am but i wonder where 5g plays into this too because <laughs> there's all this theory about the vaccine 
mm-hmm. that's supposed to go out around the world is going to have some kind of um, some kind of connection with 5G, hmm. so that it causes sick. They can actually like dial up the 5G or dial it back and create the um, appearance of some kind of um, you know outbreak. Yeah, I wonder well, if they're make, gonna. I mean, this is so weird. I was probably like. A year or two ago, I remember listening to some podcast with some guy talking about it. He was talking about the Mark of the Beast. And he was, this was one, and I think the podcast I was listening to was like an older one. So I want to say that the podcast itself was being recorded in like 2016, 2017. Wow. wow. I was probably listening to it in 2018. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was something like that. It was a Christian guy. It wasn't ours, was it? No. <laughs> um. But this guy talking about it was talking about a um, that he thinks the mark of the beast would be a vaccine. And this is again like three or four years ago, and like it was going to be that they had put medical medic metal particles in it. Yeah, and there was something that they could you know they they might you know uh, give some sort of vaccine that cu- would you know quote unquote cure something or it could be a you know a a it would end some certain symptoms that people may be having you know um but at the you know there would be an alternate so there's something that would actually look like it would be helping yeah but at the same time that's not the the reason wow Um, that's not at all what satan does right yeah he never like comes as an angel of light right and then turns around and devours you like a lion not at all. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if I buy into the vaccine being the mark of the beast. Right. Because they, they would have to trick you. <laughs> Did you hear about in Qantas Airlines? No. So uh, this week. Yeah, it was actually this week. In fact, it was amazing. So uh, Qantas Airlines came out and said, if you don't have proof of vaccination, oh. you can't fly. Yeah. Can't leave the country or whatever. And uh, they were doing this press conference. And one of the CEOs of or maybe as a board member. It was a board member of Qantas came out and put a pie in the face of the CEO when he was given his uh, conference uh, public. Like, as like an FU to him? Yeah, total FU. Oh, like, wow. Like he was angrily like... Yeah, it. so there's... This is what I love right now. Like this is why I'm... Like I think this could go either way. Like if I'm just going to be philosophical, maybe yeah. a little bit hopeful. If the patriots and the believers if the believers in particular would make a stand Mm -hmm. and say no we're not we're not doing this we're not going along with your plan i'm sorry uh i think there's an opportunity to push back hard enough to delay it it's inevitable i do believe it's inevitable because i just read it out of revelation and Mm -hmm. the prophecies of the bible are true they're not lies they're going to happen when they happen is a total open debate is this possibly moving us towards that? Yes, I do believe that this is all happening. I think COVID, yes, we're not saying this is the mark of the beast. We're saying this is all stuff pushing that, that direction pushes towards. That it's kind it's of like stuff. a funnel. This is the way I view end times prophecy. Mm-hmm. At the top of the funnel, it's very open and loose. But as you get closer to the bottom of the funnel, which is the end of time, yeah. things are going to tighten up, and yeah. and there's not a lot of room. So it, depending on where we are in that funnel moving towards the end, yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe we're closer to the top. Things are just taking place. 
you know, that are setting the stage. Right. Yeah. And we know that they've been setting the stage for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, 1947, when the UN was, you know, initiated or whatever, it was, it wasn't even called the UN. It was, it was called, um, oh shoot. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but it was established after World War II and it was to kind of try and help uh, financially pay back some of these nations that were devastated from the war and keep other nations in line working together. Yeah. You know, they wanted to avoid us, you know, in their words, they wanted to avoid a, another world war, right? Right. Um, even though there's speculation in research that the war was actually created by <laughs> certain individuals yeah. on purpose. So not just Hitler, but like, yeah. you know, yeah. so uh, I think that um, when the UN was developed, when it came about and how that happened, that was one of the first major steps. And then later on in the late 80s, you had the well, EU, as you were just mentioning. Yeah. Was it the, wasn't Israel created by the UN uh, mm-hmm. in 1947? 47, yeah. Because so they, soon, they yeah. just had their 50-year, you know, as a state. They're recognized as a state. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a, so at the same time, that I mean, is the fact that Israel became a state nation again. Yeah. Was a biblical prophecy right to look to the end time so it, absolutely it was, so that i just that's why i was pointing it was out. all part of the dysphoria where they're going to come back and make it their right. homeland yeah, yeah, and you... they have to come back because they have to be judged by god right Ooh, wait what Oops, yeah sorry. yeah they got to be judged <laughs> by god uh he's going to get them because he wants them to worship the real messiah mm-hmm. he wants he wants israel to worship jesus that's what he wants his son yeah uh right now they don't want to worship him so that's one reason why the Antichrist too, in in times perspective, is going to be so powerful for the nation of Israel is he's going to deceive them because they will believe he is the Messiah coming for the first time. Right. And uh, so he'll probably be Jewish. Yeah. I mean, more than likely. I mean, if I look at scripture and everything, like my initial thought is that he'll probably be Jewish. Um, I don't know how a Jew is going to, I mean, although, you know, the big problem with the Jewish people right now is the peace with with the Arabs, you know, with the Muslims. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know what type of Arab, you know, if the Arab world, if the Muslims are going to be welcoming to a particular Jewish man to bring peace, they usually don't. Yeah. That's why all these presidents have tried to do it in the past, like Nixon and Kennedy and and even Trump, you know? So I think it might be an individual who is probably, you know, we're speaking of the Antichrist, I think he's probably going to be Jewish. Well, and there's a difference between being like an or he's not an, he's probably not going to be an Orthodox Jew. Jared Kushner. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I, I like I I don't think of like him being like right. a Hasidic Jew with right. you know that kind of stuff. We I think we're talking about a Jewish descent. Like can well, trace. His, that's what people don't realize is that in Israel. The uh, they're a very religious nation, but they are very secular. Right. It's there is a very small segment of Israel that is sticking to the traditional conservative, you know. Right, because they want to be Western, uh, a secular Western country. Yeah, and they actually lead the way on a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that's true. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I just one. Yeah, I'm just. I guess my whole point in that was like, you you said the UN made Israel. They did. And so we've had, they've had footholds of moving in this direction for a very long time. 
yeah. Council for Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg groups, like these, trilateral commission. Tri yeah. yeah, these are all. These are all, and now most most recently, the World Economic Forum, the WEF. Um, these are all um, groups that have been put together with one aim, and that is to move towards a one-world government, a new world order. Yeah. And in order for a new world order to happen, they have to have an old world disappear. Yeah. It literally has to burn away, be gone. And so you need a great reset. You need to have some kind of tragedy to literally destroy mm -hmm. what exists. Yeah, I let me keep going. Yeah, I, you'll like this. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I thought you were done. No, no, no. There's just a, a couple more paragraphs. Sorry, I'll go by quick. But are you done with everything you're going to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So it says, along with that provided roadmap, the strategic planning committee was asked to, here you go, in a to design an effective way of transitioning Canadians to meet an unprecedented economic endeavor. Hmm. One that would chase the face, change the face of Canada and forever alter the lives of Canadians. So, again, whenever I'm saying Canadian, think North America, North America, <laughs> Germany, Europe, you know, globally. Again, this is what, you know, I'm thinking they want to do this in every country. Yeah, absolutely. So just because we're reading about Canada, just substitute your country in place of it. And that's the same. They want they have the same plan. Yeah. And, and Canada is a Western civilization. Right. So it's a big Western civilization. So it's a great place to start. Yeah. You know, yeah. in their mind. Yeah. And they're close to the U.S. Right. That's in, yeah. So it says, what we were told was that in order to offset what was essentially an economic collapse on an international scale, that the federal government was going to offer Canadians a total debt relief. This is how it I'm works. Not, not gonna lie, I kind of like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I was gonna. Uh, should I say? I was gonna. Whatever. I was gonna say like, all right. If we haven't talked about the Biden election at, at all, that's a whole other thing. Right. But I'm like, you know what? Like I, I, I I'll say for the record, the election was stolen. Trump won. I believe Sidney Powell, the Kraken. I've seen enough stuff. <laughs> like I believe it's legit. I am still defending that. I've been slammed by so many people, like friends of mine that are conservative. You know, if you don't want to believe that or whatever. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Talk about the power of your vote. You guys gonna elect a new president of the United States <laughs> and a new vice president. Is that, come on. <laughs> oh, that's so. <laughs> <laughs> She's drunk. Oh my God. That's so dude. I literally got shivers. <laughs> Oh my God! That Talk about the power the of your vote. <laughs> um. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. There you go. <laughs> exactly. In his own words. In his own words. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, it's okay. Um, you probably forgot. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. So for the record, it was stolen. Trump won. Amen. Trump, and he will not concede. Preach it. Until he wins. He's not going to win until we prove that they stole it. Yeah. Anyways, that's where I'm at. We have the evidence. But if Biden, they give the election to Biden, and Biden does come out and says, I'll do. I'll eliminate all your student loan debt. I'm, I'll take it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going with it. Um, so that's like a concessionary, like. Yeah, like, dude. Right. That's the least you can do. Right. I've been paying into this. I'm not going to get any of my social security. Right. Take care. I don't even have that much. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. So they're going to, Canada so wants to cancel all debt. That's what this. Th they're saying this plan. But what? it comes at a cost. Oh, yeah. Who will you be the slave to now? Dude, wait for this. So you haven't heard this. This is. Okay. <laughs> so scared. it's going to offer Canadians a total debt relief. This is how it works. The federal government will offer to eliminate all personal debts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, etc., which all funding will be provided to Canada by the IMF. Oh, wow. The International Monetary yeah, Fund. Right. Under what will be known as the World Debt Reset Program. In exchange for acceptance of this total debt forgiveness. So this isn't student loan debt. This is everything. They, your every, car, your credit cards. Every, they, mortgage, they, everything. Man, if I was a Canadian, right? Listen, if you're a Canadian, you're listening to this. Max it all out. Well, Go get all it, the toys. They're do it here too. So get, we might as well start telling get, people to. Good thing I just bought that car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it says in exchange for acceptance of this total debt forgiveness, the individual would forfeit ownership over any and all property and assets forever. Oh, so you don't get debt forgiveness. You get basically repossession and yeah. you get to stay there maybe. Yeah. The individual would also have to agree in in uh, to would also have to agree to partake in the COVID-19 and COVID-21 vaccination schedule which would provide the individual with unrestricted travel and oh. unrestricted living even under full lockdown um so if you had a job okay let me just like speculate here for yeah. a second if you had a job and you're making say you're making say you're doing pretty good mm. but you got a lot of debt like say you make make 150 grand a year yeah. and in canada maybe in canada it's 200 grand a year i don't know what their what the strength of the dollar is out there but uh, say you're making 200 grand a year, but you have a mortgage. Maybe your mortgage is three grand a month. You got a couple car payments, so you're running at like 700 bucks a month for cars. Uh, uh, and then you have some school debt. You know, maybe you have 70 grand in school debt. And they say, okay, we'll forgive you of your mortgage, your car payments, your school loans, this medical bill you have, whatever. Yeah. And then we're going to, uh, you just got to take this vaccine schedule and you can travel anywhere. You can do whatever you want, but you lose like your house is not yours anymore. It's turned over to the state in your car and all that. Is, no. is that what it, is that what you're saying? Well, you, you don't own it. So they'd own it. Yeah. So they could take it. Could. I would. So that's that's what this. Is. I would slowly raise the flag of the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd rather pay my debts. This yeah. is why Dave Ramsey said it all along: <laughs> live debt free, man. Exactly. Okay. Go ahead. But yeah, so it says you'd be able Sorry. to. It's okay. So you would you'd be able to travel, even under full lockdown. So that's another thing you could lock. And it says through the use of photo identification, referred to as Canada's health pass. Hmm. So we'll see. But. It, the cap, the, the CHP. CHP, uh, yeah. Canada Health Pass. Um, <laughs> what? Could, all right, so I'd get out of debt. I'd work and try and get advances on all my pay. I'd cash <laughs> out, and I'd go to some place where they can't find me, travel far away. I mean, that's impossible. Live off-grid, man. Yeah. 
It is impossible. I mean, yeah, if we start hearing some of this stuff, we'll, we'll see. They'll I be guess knocking on our hopefully doors. Hopefully, we'll see in a couple months if this all is yeah. fake or not. Uh, they're going to push it through is what he sounds like. Well, they just did a new lockdown. Yeah. And it's not even the end of the month. But they haven't had the spikes of, of cases and deaths. That's It's been happening. This is the thing that, well, the, they say that, but, you know, yeah. the... That's the problem that I have is that like the media is in on this. Yeah. So it's their media. It's mm-hmm. the one world government's media. It's the new world government, you know, new world order media. Mm-hmm. And they're going to report anything to for the agenda. Yeah. It's literally satanic news. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Luciferian news network. Yeah. By the way, Fox is dead. Just thought I'd say. Yeah. So it says uh, committee members asked who would become the owner of the forfeited property and assets in that scenario. And what would happen to lenders or financial institutions? Yeah. We were we were simply told, quote, the World Reset Program will handle all the details. Oh, right. <laughs> Several committee members also questioned what would happen to individuals if they refused to participate in the World Debt Reset Program or the Health Pass or the vaccination schedule. And the answer we got was very troubling. Essentially, we were told it was our duty to make sure we came up with a plan to ensure that would never happen. Whoa. As we were told in the individuals, we were told it was in the individual's best interest to participate. When several committee members pushed relentlessly to get an answer, we were told that those who refused would li- first live under the lockdown restrictions indefinitely, and that over a short period of time, as more Canadians transition to the into the debt forgiveness program, the ones who refuse to participate will be deemed a public safety risk and be would be relocated into isolation facilities Mm. once in those facilities yeah uh, once in those facilities they would be given two options participate in the debt forgiveness program and be released or indefinitely stay in the isolation facility under the classification of a serious sub serious public health risk and have all their assets seized anyways so it says uh (laughs) basically strong arming yeah any people that's why i was saying like now is the time to rise up before they get the forces behind them well i mean we would never say anything about rising up against any government you have to be careful what you're saying we're we're not saying that No, i'm not saying rise up against the government i'm saying make your stand for freedom don't wear a mask don't wear a mask that's just do your part yeah i will not comply how's that there you go so it says as so as you can imagine after hearing all this it turned into quite the heated discussion and escalated beyond anything I've ever witnessed before. In the end, it was implied by the PMO that the whole agenda will move forward no matter who agrees with it or or won't. That it won't just be in Canada, but in fact, all nations will have similar, similar roadmaps and agendas. Mm. That we need to take advantage of the situations before us to promote change on a grander scale for the betterment of everyone. The members that were opposed and ones who brought up key issues that would arise from such a thing were completely ignored. Our opinions and concerns were ignored. We were simply told just to do it. All uh, it says, all I know is that I don't like it, and I think it's going to place Canadians into a dark future. Yeah. Um. So before I'll turn it over to you, um, back again, I yeah. wanted to point out two things that it talked about. That, of course, this, like all this stuff, didn't get reported. So. I'm just going to go ahead and you didn't hear about this, you know? So that article was posted in, let me just reopen the tab. It was posted October 14th. 
So October 14th. Wow. All right? Yeah. So a month ago. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so uh, this is from Belarus. This is news in Belarus that definitely, I don't think anyone's heard about this. Right. Um, it says, uh, basically, Belarus denied that the IMF went to offer to agree to give Belarus $900 million due to the worsening global economic situation and the new coronavirus pandemic, and Belarus declined. I actually heard about that. Oh, okay. They declined the help from yeah. the IMF. So if you know anything about the IMF, what they're known for doing is going into nations, bailing them out mm-hmm. of problems, and then the nations are indebted to them so greatly that they end up basically running the financial side of those nations. Yeah. Take advantage of smaller nation states, third third world countries, things like that. Yeah. The IMF is evil. Yeah. And at the same way, yeah, it's a globalist thing. The same way, just so you guys know, China is doing, literally doing that. Not, I don't know, under COVID, but they do that. They've been doing it in Africa. Yeah. For years, going down there, doing the same stuff. Hey, we'll help you. We'll bail you out. And then all of a sudden. Well, the info, well you, we'll build all these infrastructure. Yeah, we'll we'll come build all these roads and hospitals and stuff. We're going to import. We're going to. And then all these, you know, Sierra Leoneans or whatever are like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we need hospitals. We want roads. And like, oh, we're going to get jobs because we're going to build it. Yeah. And China's like, nah, we're going to come in here. Do it in two days. We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna bring in all these Chinese workers, and we're gonna pay them, and we don't have to pay you. And then you, you know, oh yeah, you can't pay. Uh, oh, Sierra Leone, you can't pay. Well, China's three hundred like, million uh, billion dollars in infrastructure that we've done over five years. Uh, okay, well then we just own you, right? So we we'll, own all your. We'll bring our own slaves to do the work. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll send them back to the slave haven in China, and we'll own you. Next. Yeah, exactly. So the other thing I wanted to point out is from cdc.gov. This was up, this was updated July 26, 2020. Okay. The article was called International Operational Considerations for Implementing the Shielding Approach to Prevent COVID-19 Infections in Humanitarian Settings. Wow. So let me just read this quick thing. It says, what is the shielding approach? The shielding approach aims to reduce the number of co- severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between individuals at higher risk of developing severe disease, quote, at risk, and the general population, low risk. High-risk individuals would be temporarily relocated to safe or, quote, green zones established at the household, neighborhood, camp, or sector, or community <laughs> level. Camp, they had to say it. Yeah. or community level, depending on the context and setting, they would have minimal contact with family members and other low risk residents. Hmm. Wow. That sucks. So it says, this is blah, blah, blah. For this reason, the shielding approach suggests physically separating high risk individuals from the general population to prioritize the use of limited available resources and avoid implementing long-term containment measures among the general population. So right there, that's what 
So this is the CDC. Yeah. It's cdc.gov. You can go there and go to global COVID-19 clinical mitigation on the, on the left-hand side. The very last one under clinical mitigation, operational considerations for humanitarian settings. And it says, right. So let me re read this again. Um, the shielding approach suggests physically separating high-risk individuals from the general population to re reduce blah, 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 and avoid implementing, this is to avoid implementing long-term containment measures among the general population. So, so they're, the, they're putting pressure on those that are complying to, to, to put pressure on those that don't want to comply and turn them in. So that they don't get to suffer, they don't have to pay a price for it. Like uh, if you don't wear your mask, it's gonna make us go into a bigger lockdown. Put your damn mask on. I mean, and and then and then, it, so it's a reverse. It's a reverse pressure that happens. It's like the they're basically policing themselves at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the narrative. That's what the narrative's been saying. A world of Karens. Yeah, but the thing I'm pointing out is that they're saying. If we have to do this, it's easier for us to lock down a small number of people right. because if we don't get to lock down these little amount of people and separate them, we'll have to do it to everybody. So they're, it's they're like talking. Threat. It's yeah, a threat. Yeah. Yeah. So that they're saying, so it's not like uh, their plan overall is to lock down everybody and contain everybody is not out of the question. They're saying... Well, and right. They're planning for that. That's the thing that they're trying to say. They're like, well, of course we're going to have to lock down everybody. But an alternative to locking down everybody is just, just to lock down a little bit of people. Yeah. So the, it's the people that are just not willing to go along with the plan. Right. So, I mean, that's ultimately what it's going to come down to is, yeah, those people. But anyways. That's so. why the bigger the number, <laughs> the bigger the number of the people that don't want to go along with the plan, the better your chances are of yeah, yeah. extending your time out of a camp. Right. And that's the thing is it's going to be, how do we determine who's high risk? Right. Well, they're going to try to get, everyone's got to get tested. If you don't get tested, you can't go. I was going to say. Tested and vaccinated. Per perfect thing. Uh, I found this. So the vaccine is the big question that keeps lingering in my head is what is it? Is it been developed? Is it like, I don't, you know, I don't want it for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, they said that there's been a couple different vaccines already. I know. And yeah. then you, I'm looking at this, the, you know, the effects that they're having on people. It's crazy. Yeah. And I was going to say, here's a crazy thing I found. I, I tweeted about this. Uh, so I tweeted about this in March. Denmark rushes through emergency coronavirus bill. Um, where is it said? Uh, it says, as well as enforcing quarantine measures, the law also allows for the authorities to force people to be vaccinated, even though there is currently no vaccination for the thing. It also empowers them to prohibit access to public institutions, supermarkets and shops, public and private nursing homes and hospital, and also impose restrictions on access to public transport. Wow. Initially, the government wanted to wanted the law to give police the right to enter private homes without a court order if there's suspicion of coronavirus infection, but this was dropped. Oh. So I just wanted to go ahead and say that was from March. They passed that bill that restricted that you had to go, I think. I and actually then, remember hearing about that. Yeah. And I was going to say, here's one of the things. Um, I found this article I posted at the same time in March. 
Um, do you have anything that you want to add in between this? Well, I've That's got, good. I've got a, you know, th- these are like granulars of the Great Reset. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I'll just read this last one, and then you can go ahead and read that stuff, and then I'll yeah, yeah. back go over ahead. it. And I got one more thing after you're done. So it says uh, again, Bill Gates, something I, he was talking about. It was on a Reddit AMA. Uh, Ask me anything. And he said, quote, eventually we will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or has been tested recently or when we have a vaccine, who has received it. And it says the digital certificates Gates was referring to are human implantable quantum dot tattoos Mm -hmm. that researchers at MIT and Rice are currently working on as a way to hold vaccine records in this. It was the last year and it was last year in December when scientists from the two universities revealed that they were working on these quantum dot tattoos after Bill Gates approached them about solving the problem of identifying those who had not been vac- vaccinated. Okay. So that, that could be the mark, right? Something like that could be the mark, a tattoo, yeah, a mark, right? Yeah. It's going to be right. Yeah. That could, that could be something that I, that would make me nervous. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So I'm going to put it, I'm going to read it from an article here. It just says the practical aim of the great reset is to fundamentally restructure the world's economy and geopolitical relations based on two assumptions. Number one, that every element of nature and every life form is a part of the global inventory. And then it says, uh, which, uh, managed by allegedly, the allegedly benevolent state which in turn is owned by several suddenly benevolently wealthy people via technology. And number two, that all inventory needs to be strictly accounted for, registered in a central database and readable by a scanner and easily ID'd to be managed by AI using the latest science. So uh, that was from an article they were talking about kind of like what like basically summarizing it down is that you are an inventory. I'm an inventory and we have to be accounted for. Yeah. They're going to take care of us. The big new world order is going to take, take care of us. The big, big daddy antichrist is going to come and provide all my needs, my, my happiness, my, my protection, my food. He's even going to spiritually fulfill me. What a great guy he's going to be. Right. That's what they want. This big giant nanny state, uh, you know, and you are the inventory. Yeah. You are literally the the cow being milked, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll find the right job for you. Don't worry. We're going to we have AI that will give your your personality and intelligence a work through and we will figure out exactly what you would be perfect at. Even if it's just sweeping floors at the gym that nobody goes to because of covid, mm-hmm. uh, it's OK, because that's going to be great for you. And you'll get complete fulfillment out of that because that's what we know is best for you. Right. You know, it, yeah. it just blows me away and uh, what they want to do. And ultimately, they want to control the world, control everything. When they say new world order, they want to control the order of the world. Um, so it's going to hit a lot of different areas. So I, I made a list here of just the areas that I could find that were mentioned through these. And then I've got a, par- a snippet of a little... Um, of a little uh, speech that was given. So, uh, Klaus Schwab is that how I say his name? Klaus. Klaus Schwab. He's he said something. He was the founder. He's the founder of the World Economic Forum, 
and he has been uh, pushing this agenda called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And I found an interview with him from way back in 2016, and he basically said this. He said, so this is four years ago. He says that the new, um, the the uh, Great Reset will change. It, it will change actual. It will change actually as everything, including our own identity. So um, he says it gives life to developments, to conveniences. We will have things like smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. And he goes, everything will be integrated into an ecosystem driven by a close government, business, and civil society. Um, and it says it will be a tsunami evolution that will be that will be at brace speed. He's German and he speaks, so I think he's German, and he speaks weirdly. <laughs> but he says it will be a, it will be a tsunami evolution at brace speed. It will be digital, sociological, physical, nanotechnological, technological, and biological. Can you believe that? Like this is in 2016. Yeah. So when you talk about nanotechnology, there's your vaccine. I wonder if like in their minds that they can control people through the vaccine, uh, like emotionally. I got something for you. Is this the, okay. Well, I was going to say you're saying emotionally. Well, yeah, I think you and I are on the same track here. Go ahead. Well, this is from 2014. Okay. Uh, Bill Gates funds birth control microchip that lasts 16 years inside the body and can be turned off or on with remote control. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So I got one up for you even better. Okay. Uh, the I was reading up about these people taking the vaccine. The one lady that took the vaccine, the newest one for COVID, mm. uh, she said that she could not hear God anymore. Oh, uh, did you read that? Yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, I read about it like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I saw. A sc- I saw the screenshot. Yeah. So I mean, I if yeah. that if that's possible. Yeah. If if something if nanotechnology is in this well, vaccine that somehow it, it reaches into your brain you know goes through the brain barrier and somehow can affect your thinking that you think there's no god anymore well yeah. that's a big deal wouldn't you say yeah i'm trying to look for this thing because you just said that um yeah it basically uh there's this thing oh yeah uh this article from 2015 in the independent that they did this study just going off of what you said that thing is disabling parts of the brain with magnets can we weaken faith in god and change attitudes to immigrants (laughs) this study found so (laughs) which immigrants yeah that's what that's interesting yeah but i I was just going to say that a what you're saying is like, well, you know, someone that might be hearing this, they're like, oh, how are they going to, you can't make someone less faithful in God, right? Yeah. Um, Which is going to the second part is, yeah, if we destroy parts of your brain, you become <laughs> less religious. Right, yeah. Which is very, I think that whole study is, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, oh. like this thing, which is, which is scary because they're saying, and you can go read, just search for that article, what I just said, you know, magnets, uh, less belief in God. Yeah. But what they're saying is they found that when they turned off parts of people's brain, which is funny because it just goes to show you that if you have less of your brain working, 
you're less religious. So therefore, if you have more <laughs> of your brain working, are. the smarter people are, and more of your brain that's if, actually if working. Love, if you love Jesus, you are very smart. Yeah, your brain is probably working more, like, which is a thing IQ. that they don't understand. Um, it's and, funny how the opposite, though, is what they claim. People that, that love the Lord, you know, or, are yeah, backwards. Yeah. You yeah. Know. But anyway, so I'm saying that this is just one study that they put out. Right. There is stuff, apparently, scientists believe it enough. And that's the thing. Well, it doesn't matter if we believe it. It matters that they believe it. Even if it's not real, if they believe it, then that'll push them. Right, they'll continue to push it. And here's another thing too. I've I've met people that have traumatic brain injuries. They're a different person. Yeah. I've met people that before the brain injury, yeah, they yeah. were like strong in their faith and just solid, you know, moral and high integrity, you know, faithful person, mm-hmm. have a major traumatic brain injury. Um, they come out of it, they can function and everything, but they are a different personality. Yeah. And a lot of times it's that part of their personality that operates with faith and faithfulness and integrity and morality is greatly affected depending on where the injury is obviously. Yeah. But um, so I know it's possible. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing you hear about like these football players or, you know, just yeah. professional athletes where all of it, you know, if they get too much, they go through a traumatic brain injury that, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, they're the nice, peaceful, you know, they're, you know, then they snap or and something. And then all of a sudden they'll just have no, control they're like hit their why you know mm. stuff like that i mean that's that was one of the big studies was why are all these nfl players beating their wives and girlfriends like why are they have all this thing it's probably because it's traumatic brain you know that's Definitely, what it's proved yeah C- concussions yeah because. but i was gonna say and i just read some study just recently like in the last couple of days that they found a way they think to make a vaccine or anything pass through the blood brain barrier using an mri machine hmm so these things, again, that we're talking about is that. But I was going to say, that when going back to your original point to kind of loop it back so I can give it back to you, when you're talking about control your emotions and stuff, the fact that they had a microchip that is a birth control, that means that it's, you know, that it's somehow affecting, that you can turn on and off. So obviously right. if you want to get pregnant, you turn it off and then, but that's regulating hormones in the body. So at the same time, you got to think, and that's what like techno people will say, how awesome would it be that you just get one little injection, someone that has uh, bipolar or something like that, where their brain's out of whack or clinical depression, where there's not enough serotonin, you know, the, the, the neuro, like a right. clinical depression that you're, you're lacking of some neurotransmitter or you need some sort of drug to counteract you know whatever high blood pressure or whatever we're seeing a lot of this stuff that's injection and i don't think this is necessarily the same thing but if you could inject some sort of microchip that could manage your health issues you know these health issues that's where that's how they're going to start rolling out this stuff so which would be amazing like i don't have any problems with that as long as they can't come in and tweak it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and do things to it and we will never know well like my mom she has a, a pacemaker yeah and she goes into the doctor and they hold something in front of her heart and they get a full reading on the battery life on the pacemaker uh what kind of blood it's pushing through how often it's being you know it's what capacity it's being used yeah you know all the, it gives them like a full like it's like that computer on your car you know you plug it in and it tells yeah. you like you know dog, oh, yeah, yeah. And so we know we have the technology 
uh, to do this. And that's that's held. They don't put plug her into anything. They just literally hold it in front of her heart. Yeah. And it somehow has an RF frequency of some kind yeah, yeah. to to work to it. But so that's just like from the physiological, from the physical thing, you know, how they're going to um, push this agenda through and on that side of things using and see the other thing too is i was gonna say like smart cars smart cities all those things smartphones we have already all those are going to work integrated together Mm -hmm. and they're going to want people to be in these smart cities because the smart cities are going to be completely you know full of cameras and you're going to be traced and tracked wherever you go and in what makes sense to me is that you need to have some kind of tragic event to cause people to move in that direction, right. to be willing to give up freedoms or rights for the sake of safety or something else that would be more promising to not to avoid that what the tragedy was. Perfect example is 9/11. Mm-hmm. 9/11 happens, and then suddenly we have the Patriot Act. Yeah. The Patriot Patriot Act comes in and we are willing to take our shoes off <laughs> at airports. We're willing to allow all of our communications on our phones and everything else be monitored by the NSA. By the way, I put my Christmas tree up today. NSA, I hope you enjoyed the music that I asked Alexa to play. <laughs> it was a great playlist of great Christmas music, much of which was Christ edifying and and uh, good Christmas music. <laughs> the best Christmas music is the one that focuses on Jesus, yeah. not, not necessarily Santa. But anyways, uh, so 9-11 happens, a tragedy. It opens the door for willingness, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it was conditioning America, you know, in, in particular to be willing to do that. And then you have the war on terror and, and all these other things. Well, we have to stop terror attacks so we have to be able to read your emails and <laughs> yeah. and listen to your phone calls and check your text messages and keep an eye on you right yeah even even though you know it you don't care well and that, and that's the thing is like uh, i was just thinking right off the top like that was one of what did people used to say like normal people who were go along with it well if i have nothing to hide Right. It doesn't matter. Or it's just, you know, then the NSA would say, well, we're not reading them. Like someone's not reading them. It's, AI, you know, it's right? the it's the supercomputers that are scanning through it so fast that they don't know it's you. Like they don't care. Sure. They're just looking for keywords to make sure because you don't want another 9-11 to happen. Right. 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 And then we go, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that was tragic. You know, 3,000 and however many since. Right the war that yeah the endless three thousand that day yeah right and you know yeah like we want to we want to go get those sons of bitches that did that to us like yeah of course i perfectly started off with the quote about the rock um <laughs> or i did but yeah i mean so that's how you so you know that one of those i'm just thinking of that mantra of if i have nothing to hide then i have nothing to fear or right you know and then you hear from people at the nsa they're like Look, we're really, we really are trying to catch. So, I'm going to be maybe a government shill for a minute, and say, do I actually think the NSA analysts are sitting there and reading everyone's emails to find out if Bobby is cheating on Susie? And oh my gosh, they're having this affair back then, you know, like in 2001, in 2002. Like, do I really think that NSA was doing that? Like, do they really care about that? I don't think so. I don't think that they genuinely did care at that time. It, but you and I know it wasn't about that they were, it's that they 
could. Yes. So that's, that's what I'm the, saying. That's the issue of freedom. Right. So that's how like you could rationalize it is we need to go get these people. Cause I'm total, I'm 100%. We need to kill our enemies. I don't care. <laughs> like I'm cool with, we need to go there and kill them before they kill us. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm down with that. Right. So, but, but that's what I'm saying is like, they, re, they go like, look, we don't care about it. If you're having an affair or you cheated on your taxes or you're doing that, we care about, are you going to kill everybody? Right. Are, are you plotting some evil? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but my point in the whole thing was, and I get, I, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see your point, you know, with what you're saying. And I actually somewhat agree with it yeah. somewhat. Um, but I would say this, that um, they needed a tragic event to usher in, yeah. to open the door. So then here comes now COVID-19 coronavirus. Yeah. Here's our new nine eleven. Yeah. Except it's not one day. It's freaking three months four months six months eight months oh bend the curve whatever you flatten well, the curve whatever and now here we are and now they're taking advantage they're going to capitalize off of a of a biological you know issue of a of a pandemic yeah and they're going to capitalize on that to then rob people's freedoms again and say hey Listen, you need this vaccine. This vaccine is going to help us trace you and track you. You need to put this device on your phone. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to do this. You know, we're going to, it's also, we can protect you. And so we've been preconditioned through, through a terrorist act that happened, you know, uh, nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and, and then now we have a new one that's happening, a new, a new tragedy that's upon us. Right. Yeah. So that's. That's a second way. So the first way was like, you know, the the whole economic stuff and all that. The the second way is the COVID. The third way is that they've been already indoctrinating for years through the education system. Yeah. Through lower and higher education. So when you get into the primary school, um, the the you know, and, and if you're a teacher out there and you love Jesus, I'm not knocking you. I want you to understand that. I'm not knocking you. You are probably great person you have your your we we need you we need yeah. you what you're doing but the problem is the system's against you and what you personally believe <laughs> i was gonna say we need you to leave the public education system <laughs> and come go work at a good christian well yeah that would be awesome then the problem is is that you know yeah anyways i'm just kidding um, my po- whole point in this is that is that uh they there is you know no matter if you're a great teacher or bad, I don't. That's not the issue. My issue is this: is that there is an agenda that's come through with the education system in America, in particular. To uh, it's it's you know when you have when you have kids that are 15, 14 years old, and they're they're actually saying there's more than two genders. They've been indoctrinated. When the science that they're learning. You know, it's like, believe the science, believe the science, and the science doesn't line up with reality, then there's some kind of agenda. There's a, and I like to, I have a new term I made up. I hope you guys, you, you, it's called social science. That's what it is. It's not real science. It's social science. And it's science that fits an agenda. It's science that fits, that has been bent to uh, some kind of agenda. You know, that's what I call it, social science. I know there's a social science that, you know, I know that, but yeah. I'm calling it social science in the sense of like you know chemistry algebra or chemistry you know physics that kind of science i'm not going to kill your buzz go ahead come on you can say you have it uh anyhow so the education system is is another way which they're indoctrinating and and they're going to require people to 
work within this education system. In fact, one Klaus, uh, what is his name, Schwab, he did say something that he said that we'll have ongoing education throughout the course of our life, mm-hmm. which means you can't get redoctrinated or in, you can't get, you know, uh, red-pilled yeah. because they're constantly reinforcing what they're teaching you so yeah. that you never have the opportunity to learn something new, which means the real truth like the truth of the gospel, the truth that sets you free, uh, will completely be, you know, against yeah. the law. Well, I was going to say it's kind of interesting. I just started thinking about that. That <laughs> you can get super conspiratorial and thinking everything, and maybe this is reading too much into it. But just think about like my. So I'm 30 still, um, almost 31. But um, so millennials, like, in you know, it's kind of like a joke now. That people, you're like, you know, I, we can't find it. Like, I'm going to try to get an entry level job, but all the requirements for an entry level job that pays forty five thousand dollars a year say you need three years experience doing this thing that's an entry level job, right, right, or you need a master's degree and one year experience doing all this entry level right. job. So, I mean, that's real. Yeah, we, no, we can't find a job. And I was going to say at the same time. The comparison of how many people are doing entry-level jobs, and granted, some of this is because people are getting stupid degrees and stuff, but, like, you really need to get a good-paying job now, a master's degree, just by, to find, like, you know, I'm saying, quote-unquote, I'm not talking about, like, an actual good job, like, a plumber or an electrician that goes to trade school, doesn't have any debt, they're making 80 grand, you know, at the year, uh, I'm talking about, you know, like if you want to go into all this other stuff, you like need an MBA to get an entry level thing. And you never hear about all these stories unless it's someone, some super smart person that doesn't go to school and they just make up some company. You know, they make a company and they do something like that. Yeah. They're always going to be entrepreneurs. But the amount of people that are uneducated, like high school dropouts, like that make you know make these success stories you hear about all these companies now where they're like looking at these like seven-year-old guys and the guys like i started in the mail room when i was 18 and i dropped you know i didn't have a high school diploma and i worked my way up and then i became this and then i became that and became that like nowadays to become to get into the mail the mail room you need to have a master's degree so it's kind of like that's what we're looking at it like this is built in when we're like i'm going back to the idea of when he's saying Continuing you're going to education. continue education. Yeah. We're already at that point now that a bachelor's degree used to be something that you'd be like, oh, look at this college boy. You know, like he got one of them bachelor degrees and all that stuff. And now it's like, if you don't have a master's degree, you're like, what are you going to, what right. are you doing with it? Which wife? is, I'm a lot older than you. And yeah. when I graduated high school, 50% yeah. didn't go to college. Right. 50%. When I went to my daughter's graduation just a few years ago from high school, there was only two people that weren't going off to college. Yeah. And that was including people joining the military. Yeah. So one the one person not going off to college was my daughter, yeah. and the other one was a guy who was joining the Marine Corps. Yeah. So, uh, and it made her feel terrible. She's yeah. like, Dad, it was so embarrassing that they said, Maggie Miles isn't, and I'm like, yeah, but who's got the last laugh now? Because right, you're down, yeah, you yeah. got a three-year record deal in Nashville, you're going to be a multimillionaire. Hopefully, yeah. you know, if COVID doesn't ruin it. Um, what I wanted to read, though, is this guy, Klaus Schwab, yeah. he did say something, 
uh, in the he he met for the Council on Global Global Affairs in Chicago in 2019. And I just want to read what he said a little bit, and this will give you a clue of to kind of how they want to do some of this stuff. Yeah, he says the world the world of tomorrow will be shaped by us, meaning them, not yeah. not us as in you and me, but yeah. them. And he says, uh, in a world that is so dominated by fake news, I couldn't believe he even used this. I yeah. listened to it. He says, we have to integrate the voice of the truth, which means academia and science. And uh, notice how there's no, there's no truth of, the, of God's word in there. You know, oh, of course not. No, none of that. It's just academia, and so it's it's knowledge of the world and science, like our hard what we see and know, and even that's all screwed up. Um, and then he goes, uh, "What is the WEF doing? The World Economic Forum, World Economic Forum doing? Davos was the tip of the iceberg. Davos was a meeting that they had. Yeah, and, da- yeah. I was gonna say Davos is another. They have it every year. Yeah, and it's all these brainiac people that come around and sit and just talk. Yeah, don't what? you keep moving your microphone? It's really loud. So I just, oh, sorry. Yeah, Whatever. I don't think you realize it. You're just like grabbing it, moving it. All right. It's so yeah. Davos was the tip of the iceberg. We will manage to conceptualize and catalyze uh, platforms to address specific challenges. We need to complement what is done on a macro and micro level. So it's not just an umbrella. It's literally like daily lives, what you're yeah. doing hourly, you know, uh, what you're doing, how you're thinking. Uh, we need to complement compliment what is done on a micro and macro level. For example, the future of health and energy. Health and energy landscapes are changing rapidly. Most, are, most of these are social issues. We, we seek to address these on a micro level using blockchain. We want to have a kind of secure global method of exchanging. Uh, we will use this first in the shape in the shipping industry. Our role is to create these. The forum works with governments and also local governments and also civic civil society. So, um, so basically, what I took away from that is that the the whole blockchain thing is going to be a currency. They're going to move this currency that can transfer between, and they use the shipping industry. So they're talking about supply chain, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't jump in, say you have a business making toilet paper and you're in Canada, but you want to sell to Americans, if you don't jump in on their system, you can't get it to America. You can't ship it because they got to use their shipping system. And we'll pay you through this blockchain, uh, which is going to be some kind of cryptocurrency, right? Which I like crypto, but just like anything, it can be used for good or bad, you know? Yeah. And so they want to use it to bring it, bring it in. And if they can dominate the cryptocurrency market, uh, and eliminate the other ones, and all of a sudden you got your one world government. You know what well, I mean? One currency. One currency, yeah. I should say. Yeah, I'm sorry. One currency. So it's like, um, and he says we want to have a kind of secure global method of exchanging. Mm. So, um, and I, I think here's what's so great about blockchain is I love the idea of blockchain. I think it's fantastic. I think I think it's cool. I think uh, I need a lot. I need to learn a lot more about it. Yeah, I could do a home. I could sit here and talk for hours about blockchain. Yeah, you love it. I mean, you got me into it Mm -hmm. originally. And uh, so I think that um, blockchain, but I immediately thought when you started talking to me about blockchain a couple years ago, I immediately thought this is going to be the currency for the one world government. I remember we we sat in my office at the church. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be the one world government. I mean, I remember I was thinking about it at the same time, but I still thought, 
I don't care. I'm going to get rich. Get in now. I don't right? care. <laughs> I'll make money the same way. Joe Biden, you want to wipe out my student debt? Uh, I'll not like it, but I'll still let you do it. That's and right. cryptocurrency, you know, Bitcoin, if you want to, if you're going to be the mark of the beast or the one currency, like, cool. Like, I'm not going to use it, but I'll get rich. Yeah. While we get there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll be the richest man that gets his head chopped off by the guillotine. I don't care. That's okay. I'll be rich in my heart. It, uh, he also mentioned too that ethical norms need to be reevaluated and changed. Yeah. So well, the the one thing too though I was gonna say is energy and medical. Mm-hmm. So this is how this is one way they're gonna do it is this is the green new deal. It's it's the universal health care and the green new deal. The environment we gotta, you know we, and you know you keep hear, seeing these reports about um, because of the lockdowns the the environment is coming back you know and the 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 you know the sky's bluer and yeah. the you know all that all that stuff you know yeah. and they're saying it's because of mankind and all that and we're too overpopulated that's another thing yeah we did a whole episode on that <laughs> two years ago yeah if anyone tells you that the world is too populated or overpopulated let them know that you can fit the entire population of the world in the state of Texas in 50% of the space of texas in 50 percent of this, that's right and everyone would get a quarter acre of land yeah and they would all be cowboys fans <laughs> so there you go cowboys yeah. fans would love that um yeah. but uh anyways uh yeah th- so this is a much deeper we could do five podcasts on the great reset and agenda 2030 and all that stuff and and we may do some more um uh, i don't know i mean is there anything else you want to add to this yeah i was gonna say there's so yeah you th- talking about I remember reading this article too when I was talking about New York, uh, just about the how the the Earth's coming back. Yeah, I remember reading at the beginning. Uh, this is kind of funny. It said all of a sudden now all these sewer rats were coming out and just like being <laughs> really blatant about it. They were overrunning uh, the city. They're just going like going going ham all over everything. They because all these giant <laughs> rats were coming out and like <laughs> possums and all this stuff were overrunning the city because no one was out to clean up the Kill trash them. Yeah. yeah hit them with their cars and stuff but yeah i, I was gonna say I, I think this is an interesting point that um i don't necessarily think that uh, i'll just say this so when we were talking about earlier about that letter that may or may not be true but looking at all this other stuff so it, it's interesting so what this whole thing going off the idea of us being a commodity like each individual person is a commodity um, there's this whole thing, uh, called ID 2020 was, mm. um, this, uh, thing from 2016, Bill Gates was part of it. It was about, you, you can look into that. It's all about digital identity, about giving every person a, a digital footprint. Cause they say, you know, one, one fifth of the world's population is without legal identity, which deprives them access to healthcare, school, shelter, justice, other government, you know. Sounds services. amazing to me. What? It sounds yeah, not amazing having, to me. Yeah. Yeah, not having that sounds pretty good. Um, the government doesn't. You don't know yeah. who you are. You have no record of you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the whole thing. Is, so they've had this push for you know, it, it was called ID twenty twenty because they're pointing. What do you? What was that? You turned off my mic. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, um, but this whole thing of like us being a digital commodity, us having our own individual thing. Um, like when you think about this right now, we, we, we are, 
because we have a, everyone, everyone yeah. listening to this has a cell phone and that cell phone has like a number tied to you. You have a number and it has a device, you know, thing, but think about how we're using apps now. It's all like everything has become an app, like a, a like it's all the whole world is becoming already subscription based. So think of this like in the economy of how it is. And this is going to the point of what I was talking about with the letter about how is it going to look turning over th things. And you're already seeing all this stuff of like, um, so you, you, everyone already has a number. We already have, and thanks to like Facebook that assigns us our own numbers and we, the social credit system, Oh man, you know, in China has it, but yeah. we already have for lack of a better term, like if you don't think that the government can find out your, your Venmo account number and your phone number and which is the device number that you're using right. and what's your Facebook account and account all these things just from your phone because all this information is going back. So you already have, you are, you already are assigned a number to yeah. both the government and all these global institutions like Facebook and all these companies at everything. So think of it more if we, what this letter was talking about and this whole idea of a universal basic income, this is, it's moving towards basically what they want to do is you give up all your property, you give up all your cars and we're going to give, and you don't make money, right? You just exist. You, you exist. And you know, like what you said, yeah, uh, you're really smart and you're good at writing. So you're going to write, propaganda you know you're gonna right. write propaganda for the for the the one world government are you gonna write out really good books instructions instruction yeah. manuals or whatever whatever and everyone gets paid the same amount because it's being paid by this one world economic you know whatever it will be called the government so you get your so everyone uh, is equal and there won't be any benefits so it's gonna be this equal outcome right yeah exactly yeah but tell that the, to all the doctors who spent you know <laughs> years in school yeah. and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and you know that to learn how to lace that heart back together you yeah. know which is really hard to do yeah and your mechanic can't do it even though he can fix your car uh they're not the same no well, yeah like yeah. there's not not all people are created created equal yeah we're just not yeah but anyway so yeah so it's not going to matter if you're just inclined they're going to give you this and they're going to give you an allowance basically. Right. So everyone's going to get paid this. So within your allowance, everyone's going to live because we're turning over all of our, our property and all everything. Our, yeah. Then the land is going to be owned by this big global corporation and you'll basically be paying a subscription service <laughs> to rent your house or whatever. And if they let you stay there, well, if they do, they, or may, if they, they may decide you don't need that house. You need this house over on this side of well, town. Well, they're not going. There's not going to be different houses. They're all going to be the same. Yeah, they'll all make the same size, the same. Yeah, exactly. Like, based on your size of your family, but then they'll probably only allow you to have a certain amount of right, kids. Right, exactly. Yeah, which would be economic. You know, based on how many people there are in the world and what the population, they want to reduce it down because right. it harms the environment. If, but anyway, the, what they basically want us to do. Is because I'm just trying to conceptualize this is that you won't own anything, everything will be rented and you'll be paid a stipend, so you'll be able to subsist off of whatever it is. Like, 
you know, it, it may sound crazy if they give us like their plan is to like give everyone like $20,000 a year. And you're like, well, how am I supposed to survive on $20,000 a year? Well, your rent's going to be $50 a month. So you can afford $50 a month. Yeah, right. And all your food is going to be all this like soy, you know, it's going to process bugs and all this stuff because you can't eat meat because the, the farting cows and all this stuff. That's right. But everything is going to be. Yeah, they'll have their own meat now. Right. Thing. Yeah. And we're, so I'm saying is like, this is more that stuff with the funnel that you, you said. It's like when you look around, like, well, do a lot of people, like, do we own a lot of stuff? No, a lot of stuff's like, we're renting it. Like right now. Like, I mean, yeah, well, they, I mean, the, that's why they talk about the 1% all the time, right? That's the big thing. It's like 1% of the people own 90% of everything. And you look at like, you like, I don't follow with that. Like, well, uh, like, for instance, they talk about, um, like, I'll use, for example, um, media. Yeah. You have uh, three companies that own like, like everything yeah. in media. There's like three main people. Yeah. There's like 10 main billionaires that control and own majority of of everything that happens in commerce right you know what i'm saying yeah so that's the one percent that i'm talking about yeah so all we're doing is giving up everything so that they can have everything and then they'll sort it out between them the big billionaires of trillionaires yeah. of who's going to control what and really the one thing that we haven't talked about on all this is it's all about satan yeah. It's about Lucifer. Yeah. And his control of gaining control over the whole world. Yeah. Like he has been given the world. He that's we know that because this is his domain, his dominion. Uh the the Lord Jesus is over that, but he gives him permission to be here. Yeah. You know, and he wants to overthrow the throne of God. Right. That's his whole plan. Yeah, yeah. He wants to overthrow the planet the throne of God. He needs humans to do that and so right. he he can't he can't storm heaven you know as jesse was talking about a couple weeks ago yeah he can't storm heaven unless he has the right people right and people are just useful throwaways they're just that they, he does not care yeah and so he's hoodwinked and deceived already these people by giving them great wealth yeah and many of them have been bought yeah you know and that's they've traded their soul like th selling your soul to the devil is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a statement that people say, you know, where they've lost their morality. Right. You know, no, it's literally a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's the one thing about all of this that. Yeah. I, I, that blows my mind is like, I just go back to the scripture. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Like, yeah. I, I can't be owned by anyone. Yeah. I can't. Be, I'm already owned by God. He put his mark on me. Like he sealed me with the promise of the Holy Spirit. I literally have his mark on me. How can I be owned by anyone else? Right, right. Yeah. I'm indentured to the Lord Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, I didn't, I wasn't talking about any of that. But no, that's all I know. great stuff. I know, I know. Yeah. I just kind of. Yeah. But what I, the point I was getting at is like everything, when you think about like the stuff is we can, we're getting a stipend from the government and we're told where to live, but everything is free and it's accessible to us and everything's going to be a subscription service and you don't think about it now like no why would anyone need cars when you have driverless uber services where you just click a button and it shows up to get anywhere you need to go 
like you see the rise of these subscription based things like yeah, no one owns yeah. anything you rent this you rent that you do this you do that everything it's not anymore in the same way and that's how that's what the plan is is that you're not going to own anything like i really want people that like you'll be issued a certain kind of phone you might be able to pick between one of the two but you're still going to get it like that's the absence of everything that humanity there's not going to be choices no individuality right and so no it, private ownership right no exactly. freedom right and if so, you want to go on a vacation with your family to aruba you can't i you, mean you can't travel until it's your month to right. take off and if you and if if we have if you've got the 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 economic strata of your education and value into the system then you can go here or there yeah. You can't go to that resort, but you can go to this resort because you only have this, you're only worth this much. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they will manipulate that system to no end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just going to be, and the ones who won't have to do it yeah. are the elite. Right. Yeah. The top, the top echelon, the one percenters. Yeah. So if you're in that, just let me know so I can be your friend. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, and here's the greatest thing about it is Jesus himself said, what does it gain a man to sell his soul or right. to gain the world and lose his soul? Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing worth here anyways. So as a believer, I think the big questions that Christians need to be thinking about when it comes to the big reset is where do I stand on the vaccine? And I know where I stand on it, you know. Um, where do I stand on uh, giving up my individual freedoms? You know, am I... And do I have people around me support? Do you have a community around you? I think we need to. I think we need to be thinking seriously about. And maybe this is a whole other episode. Is like how do we navigate through these through these times as Christians, as believers? I almost don't want to do it in a podcast because I don't want it to be public, so that they might hear it and know what we would do. The good news is this. I said this the other day on our Instagram story. I was um, a lot of people were freaking out over the election and all this stuff, and oh, the end is near. Christians of all people should not be afraid of death. Like this is not, this is not our home. You know, Paul said to die is gain. I love that. You know, when we gain, what do we gain? We gain eternal life. Like we get the real, the real uh, great reset is in heaven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, amen. And so, in and you know, Jesus said to us, "I'm going to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions." And if I go to play or prepare a place for you, don't you know that I will come back to get you? Like we know he's preparing a place for us. We know that in Revelation, the city of Jerusalem that shines like a, a diamond on the hillside is going to descend from heaven and remain on earth for a thousand years. It'll probably be, in my opinion, in the midst of all of this globalization. You know, I know that it's going to be, a, according to my Bible, it's going to be a 200 million man army that's going to rise up against the Lord. 200 million people. Think about that. 200 million soldiers will gather at the Battle of Armageddon in the Valley of Megiddo. To, that's, there's 300 million people in the United States. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's a, that's a nation that's going to rise up. So... Anyways, that's just a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. So don't go with the Great Reset. It's bad. That's the <laughs> bottom line. It's of the devil. <laughs> Definitely. So you got anything else you want to 
No, because it's been lost it's, my train of thought. it's been an hour and forty minutes. So I think okay. we probably probably people are like, oh man, they're still going on about this. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, good. Yeah. Well, we got some great episodes coming up. Some great interviews. This is episode ninety nine, by the way, and nice. we episode one hundred is our next episode, and we've got to figure out what we're going to do with that. <laughs> make it kind of cool. Yeah. But um, also, just to put a bug out there in the ears of our listeners, we have some. I have some cool things that we're ex- experimenting, exploring, experimenting mm. with as, on the podcast, uh, bringing in some other people to uh, do like a roundtable discussion to get other other voices outside of just me, you, and, and Rachel's, you know, on different things um, when we don't have guests. So um, anyway, so that'll be coming up, man. And uh, I guess we'll just catch you next time on All Out War. See ya. See ya.